Hi, I'm Joe Garcia. Before we get to today's podcast, I just want to point this quick disclaimer out. Portions of this show were originally taped in different locations, meaning that the audio will definitely be in flux at certain points. With all of that said, welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle. Now before we get to my final thoughts on Hawkeye, I feel like I should play first the snippet where I talked about why I didn't do weekly reviews of Hawkeye. I am not a fan of Hawkeye. When it comes to the Avengers, Hawkeye is honestly the most forgettable member of the team. When I brought up the fact that there was a Hawkeye TV show on Disney+, Plus, my own dad even asked, who? And the sad thing is that Hawkeye is not that memorable of a character. Oh sure, he's a major part of the Avengers, and in fact his story arc is one of the better parts of Avengers Endgame, but honestly he's just not that interesting to me. I mean, every other member stands out in their own way. Iron Man stands out because, well he's Iron Man, Thor is a god, Hulk is super strong, Captain America is, well, the brain of the team of sorts, and then Black Widow is of course, well, unfortunately the only female member of the team. Hulk on the other hand is just there. To me, he's just, oh, the other guy. Because even when he first appeared in Thor, I didn't even know that was him. At first I thought, who's this guy with the bow and arrow? And then it wasn't until Avengers I realized, oh, it's that guy. And that could be because he's not wearing the stupid mask. But then again, even with the mask, I probably wouldn't have recognized him anyway. Which leads me to talk about, well, the Hawkeye TV show. Hawkeye is the latest of the Marvel Studios run of TV shows on Disney+. The show takes place apparently long after most of the MCU productions that have already come out. Kate Bishop is a skilled archer who was one of the many survivors of the attack of Loki in the first Avengers film, and saw firsthand how Clint saved her from one of the aliens, but in the process lost her fodder. Several years later, and after the snap, she's in college and accidentally gets herself thrown out for destroying something with her bows and arrows. At the same time, Clint is in New York City to celebrate the holiday season with some of his kids. Eventually, however, their two paths cross when Kate takes the Ronin costume, the same costume Clint wore when he was briefly Ronin during the time of Avengers Endgame. The two now have to work together because, well, someone's out to get them. Now I have to admit, when I first heard of this show, I was wondering, oh, it's in a movie? And then I found out it was a TV show, and I'm just wondering, how can you make a TV show out of Hawkeye? Now for what I've been able to look up, this is somewhat based on a story arc from the comics. And even then, I still have to question the fact that they're making a Hawkeye TV show. You might have noticed that at this point, I barely talked about the TV show, because honestly, there's not much to say, and out of all the Marvel shows that have come out on Disney+, Plus. This one's unfortunately the most boring one. It's on the same level as the Marvel Netflix shows, only without the grittiness. Like right now, the only thing that's keeping my attention at the moment is the possibility of any MCU references. And I will admit, there's something I did like about the show. At least from the first three episodes I've seen, and we'll talk about why I'm not doing a weekly review in a minute, is the fact that Clint is hard of hearing. And in a way, it makes sense. The first episode quickly explains it away as the fact that, of course, he's been in so many fights with so many explosions that he essentially lost most of his hearing. Which is... realistic. I really did like the fact that he gave Clint a hearing aid, instead of say having some kind of Stark-powered hearing aid, or just have his hearing conveniently fixed by some ridiculous nanotech. 
The other thing that makes Clint stand out from the other heroes is the fact that he has a family. That to me was the biggest issue I had with the show, even before it premiered. Like just before the show premiered, Saturday Night Live had a sketch in which was referencing some Disney Plus show, I can't recall which one, but then at one point they said, Coming soon, Hawkeye and his boring ass family. And I even tweeted that when I first saw the show. Because I really thought, oh great, it's gonna be about a Hawkeye and his boring ass family. And I'm not saying you can't do a normal family in a superhero world, but you really need to put a lot of effort into making that work. Otherwise, you're just gonna wind up with a boring sitcom in which, oh look, a superhero, and nobody cares. The only other positive thing I can say at the moment about the show is that I like the character of Maya Lopez, a deaf character who only speaks in sign language, which sets up a whole new element to the show, even if it does imply that a character from one of the Netflix shows will come by. Speaking of, this show does remind me a lot about the Netflix shows, in the way of how it's set in New York City, and it centers around a superhero fighting the underground mafia. And I have to admit, this worries me a bit, because I honestly hated the Netflix shows. I honestly did my best to watch a few episodes of Daredevil, the first episodes of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and The Punisher, but honestly, they were just so fucking boring. And the fact is, like, it takes so long to set things up. And I know that's the whole point of a slow burn, but you know what? Fuck slow burns! I hate slow burn shows! They're too fucking slow! I want them to get to the fucking point! I just can't stand when a show has to slowly build things up, but in the slowest way possible. Now it might sound weird that I want them to get to the fucking point, since I can see a lot of movies that run for three hours, and those are fine. But the thing is, they at least know how to manage their time. I can tolerate a film that runs for three hours, if it knows how to pace itself. The Netflix shows on the other hand did not do that. Instead of just slowly setting things up. And then the fight scenes with Daredevil, they were too dark, I couldn't see shit. I'm just not a fan of those shows and I was actually kinda glad they got cancelled. But going back to Hawkeye, the reason I'm not doing weekly reviews is mostly because I just find it really dull. It's not as exciting as the Falcon, the Winter Soldier. It's not as daring as WandaVision, or even as animative and action-packed as What If. It's just... there. I'm still gonna watch the show, mostly because it's the only MCU production from now until Spider-Man. But instead of my weekly reviews, like I have done for the past three shows, I'm just gonna watch the show, and then maybe the weekend after it finishes airing, I'll give my final thoughts on the show. I really want to see what happens when Yelena and Clint have their confrontation, because that's what this show's been building up to. If you're a fan of Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, or just the Hawkeye character in itself, this show is worth a watch. Otherwise, this is the one case where I would probably recommend binge-watching the show when it finishes airing. So as you could tell, I was not that excited about Hawkeye, and even when I watched the show, it was just admittedly okay. Admittedly, the problem comes from the fact that I'm just not a fan of Hawkeye, and even then, like, trying to watch it was not a big priority for me. Unlike the other shows, which I watched them all when they premiered at midnight on Disney+, Hawkeye was the kind of show in which I waited to watch. So, even if it did premiere at midnight, I'd probably wait till like 3 in the afternoon to watch it, or even Friday. It wasn't that much of a big deal for me. But I did eventually watch it, and 
I have to admit, I'm impressed. Admittedly, it takes a few episodes to pick up the pace because, for the most part, it's just, oh, Kate and Clint. But once Yelena comes in, then it starts to get really interesting. When Black Widow ended, we only got to see what happened in the aftermath of Endgame for Yelena. We didn't get to see what happened during the events of Infinity War and Endgame. And in her second episode, the one where she makes her presence known to the others, we of course see what happens. She was in the middle of a mission, and what she thought was just five seconds to wash her hands was actually the five years. Something I really loved about Yelena's nap is how, in other episodes, we normally see how people go into and out of the snap. Here, we get to see someone go from before and after, and in this case, Yelena tried to wash her hands, only for her hands to dissipate, but then when she comes back, she of course notices that everything's changed. So those five seconds for her were five years. Other than that, the rest of the episodes were fine, and admittedly, it's not until like the fifth episode where we finally get to see more of the action that we were promised, especially when it comes to Yelena, Clint, and Kate. And then the final episode brings in the Kingpin, a character from the Daredevil Netflix show, which, as I've talked about, I was not a fan of. So when it comes to having the Kingpin in the show, he doesn't really feel a bit out of place, especially since, for those of you who are probably fans of the Netflix show, you're probably confused wondering, wait, where's Daredevil? Especially considering how that show ended. To me, it's great to see Vincent D'Onofrio again. Admittedly, one of the few things I liked about the Netflix show was Vincent D'Onofrio, and mostly because I knew him from Law & Order Criminal Intent. A terrible Law & Order, but he was still the best actor on the show. And when it came to his performance as Kingpin, he still the giant menacing threat as he was on Daredevil. The only other thing I'll say about the show is how the post credit scene was not technically a post credit scene. We just get to see the complete performance of Rogers the Musical. Something that we only got to see very briefly in the first episode. And it's pretty good. It's funny, it's charming, and it's basically what would happen if Broadway adapted the Avengers. So it's pretty nice to see Marvel just do that before Broadway beats him to it. But other than that, it was a bit disappointing since I really wanted to see more of what would happen with Hawkeye and Kate, but the way the show left it off is just simply, oh, okay, they're at the barn, I guess. So all I will say is, if you don't like Hawkeye, you might not enjoy this show, but if you still find Hawkeye to be a tolerable member of the Avengers, then I say it's worth a watch, at least once. Hawkeye streams exclusively on Disney+. Something I made very clear from the start of this podcast is how it's a spin-off of a radio show. It's something I put up in the info description for this podcast on every single streaming service. Now the reason for that was because of this idea I had for the podcast, in which it was simply a temporary thing. I wasn't planning to do it full time, there was no plan for me to do it permanently, mostly because the plan was that once I was going to go back on the air, then I would probably take a break from this podcast. For those of you wondering what I'm talking about, the whole reason this podcast exists was due to the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic changed a lot of things at San Diego City College. One of which caused that every single radio show produced by a student on campus was essentially cancelled. The idea being, oh, it's only two weeks, and then everything went to hell. And unfortunately, as time has gone on, it seemed less and less likely that SDS Radio would ever return. Something which, sadly, I've been able to confirm. In fact, 
SDS Radio technically doesn't exist anymore. It's now been rebranded City Time Sound. It has a bigger priority on news and podcasts, although there will still be music. But it's basically undergone a rebranding, in which, sure, it's still a music radio station, but it'll focus more on local music instead of, say, well, freeform, like it was beforehand. By that I mean, when I was at SDS Radio, everyone had their own show. They had either a sports show, a talk show, or just play whatever music they wanted to. In my case, it was primarily a Top 40 show, similar to how it was back at KCR College Radio at San Diego State. So at this point, even if I were to go back on the air, it might be under new branding and management. And and frankly, it just wouldn't be the same. Now, of course, this is nothing new. In fact, I could think of, say, any radio station that, after years of playing the same type of music, all of a sudden changes formats, for better or worse. Like, a good example I can come up with right now is an old station of mine that I used to listen to in the Imperial Valley called the Valley's Q96, which for the longest time was the only top 40 station in the Imperial Valley. And then the station, for some reason, decided to move to San Diego. And then a few years after moving, they basically shut down and are now, to this day, an affiliate of a religious radio station. I am going to miss being on SDS Radio, since it gave me another chance to, well, do my radio show after all these years. Right now, the only thing I can hope for at the moment is just that, eventually, I can get back on the air in some form or another, because I really love playing music, and I really like talking on the radio. And I know that me and my former colleagues will definitely miss working at SDS Radio. I wish nothing but luck for the new direction the radio station will be going for, especially since it is part of a bigger rebranding involving city colleges, newspaper, website, magazine, documentaries, and even their newscasts, which I'm happy to say I have been a proud part of. That's all I have to say on this topic, but... All I will say again is, I'm going to miss SDS Radio. In the meantime, this podcast will continue for the foreseeable future. That's all the time we have for today's show. If you would like to know when the next episode comes out, remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite stream provider. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. Until next time, thank you for listening.